And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. Susie, I'm so excited to have you here right now. I'm just, you are, you're glowing. And I didn't realize what pregnancy glow was. And sometimes I think that people are lying to me when they're like, oh, you're glowing. Oh, you look so beautiful. I'm like, is that what you really think it is? Because I know I'm not looking cute today. I know I'm bloated. I know I am puffy. I need to be back in bed right now. But you truly are glowing. And I can't thank you enough for coming on emotional support when you are literally about to give birth any moment now. How are you feeling? Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to be with you. This is such a fun little moment in my maternity leave where I've just been resting and relaxing and you are glowing too. You look incredible. The two lights. It's the two lights. I can't (laughs) lie. It's the two lights. But I have to tell you, it's so funny. I went into, I have been so lucky to become friends with a lot of the people over at Sage. It's such a beautiful company. And for those who don't know what it is, they work with essential oils. They're Canadian. I love all Canadians. Canadians can do no wrong. Um, And I have actually had specialists from Sage come on to the show to talk about how important essential oils are for your mental health, for your physical health. You know, whenever I have, I suffer from chronic migraines, I immediately will get the peppermint halo and I will rub that peppermint stick all over my face. Oh, good. It's a miracle worker. But I was at um, one of their, their locations here in Los Angeles and they were talking about some of the other people that they were working with and your name had come up. Um, this was literally about six months ago because I had just found out that I was pregnant, maybe even longer. It was, it was really wild. I had just found out and I'm like, am I allowed to be around these essential oils? And then I'm like, oh, I'm like four weeks pregnant. I think it's fine. Like, I think we're okay right now. Um, (laughs) Stop overthinking. Um, But your name had come up and talking about the importance that you bring to the community with sound baths, with crystal healing, with all sorts of things. And so you've always been on my like list of like people I'm just would do anything to interview. And so when I look back at this list, because we all have maternity brain, right? Where we're like that, that pregnancy brain, it's actually a real thing. Yeah. I also had COVID when I was pregnant. So I don't know if it's the COVID because people are like, oh, COVID brain too. So I have all the brain going on right now, all the forgetfulness. But when I was looking at this list, I had seen your name. And then when I Googled and I saw you were pregnant, I was like, this literally could not be more of a perfect situation to just talk to you now from a mom's point of view about everything going on. So Susie, please tell all of us like, what is your story? Where do you come from? Like, how did crystals and sound bath, how did all of this happen? Oh my gosh, well, it has been such a journey. It really has. And I'm so grateful for all the tools that have gotten me to where I am today. Right. Essential oils being one of them, you know? Right. And so cool that we connected in that way. Yeah. And for me, my journey with, I mean, all of this really began when I was very young. Mm. Um, when I was about seven years old, wow. I started to experience a condition called alopecia, okay. which is essentially unexplained hair loss. Okay. So I was this little girl. I had, th- I have three sisters. I still have them and they oh. still have beautiful blonde hair and we all had beautiful blonde hair and mine started falling out. At seven. And had- wow. Yeah. And they were able to recognize what it was at that time. 
Yeah, my yeah. mom took me to the dermatologist and they were like, basically all they said was alopecia, unexplained hair loss. We don't know what causes it. We don't have a cure. Wow. And so, yeah, which was terrifying. You right. know, when you're a little girl, it's like, what's wrong of with Of course, me? of course. It's so scary. So scary. And it gave me so much anxiety because mm. all I could think about is like, are people going to be able to tell that my hair is falling out? Are people going to think I'm a freak? Are people going to think something's yeah. wrong with me? And I started to wonder if there was something wrong with me. Right. And, and that happens my- to all kids too. I mean, you, I, I just remember like being bullied and it wasn't even that big of a deal at the time when you think about it, you know, in comparison to something that you were going with, you know what I mean? And I can't even imagine how a, a baby essentially can even process that thought going on in their head. Truly, truly. Yeah. So I began, you know, searching for like, how can we fix this? And Mm -hmm. that looked like going to other dermatologists and really pursuing the Western approach. And they told me you to use all these creams and steroids Mm -hmm. and then also a more holistic approach. My mom took me to homeopathic healers and Reiki healers and healers. Yeah. And we looked at my diet and, so it began this journey of really like self-exploration. Right, um, right. And along the way, I mean, those thoughts in my mind, those anxious, self-judgmental, self-loathing right. thoughts continued to grow. And so when I was in high school, I started drinking alcohol as many people do, you know, yep. going to high school. You had, and you numb yourself because that feels great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Totally. And that was the magic. Like when I was drinking, I wasn't worried if you could see my bald spots. I right. felt like I could relax and just have fun and, and feel like a normal person. Right. But um, I always drank more than other people. Yeah. Like once yeah. I started. You had fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. Like yeah. until, you know, then I would say some things that maybe I didn't mean. And right. there were times when I peed the bed and did things that were really embarrassing. <laughs> you know, those little things here and there that now you look back on and you're like, hmm, was this a sign? <laughs> yeah, and it definitely was. Like, my mom would be like, these are red flags, Susie. Like, you're not drinking in a way that's normal. And right. so um, I went to college, continued to party and surround myself with, like, lots of people who partied the way that I did. But the anxiety and like the shame and really the depression that came up as a result of drinking and partying in that way, like it continued to build. And so in my twenties, after I graduated from college, I moved to New York city and just continued down this path of like basically self-sabotage and disconnecting from myself and using prescription pills. And then it got to the point where I would black out and I would wake up in the hospital, not knowing how I'd gotten there. Oh my gosh. My, I, my heart just goes out to you because I, I, you know, I have a lot of family in my life and a lot of really close people who, you know, and I'm not projecting this on you, but I'm just saying alcoholism and, and addiction and stuff like this has always been around me. Um, and it was something that, you know, I was a perfectionist and I wish there's a part of me that like wishes I was able to release that with the numbness of alcohol at the time, because I didn't even, I was so like, like tightly wound up that I couldn't even find that sort of release. But you know, there's a time and place where I feel like that is something that you needed in your life. And that was part of your story. And that's part of your journey. Because if you didn't experience that, who knows, it could have happened when you were even older, you know, or after you became a mom, you know, I mean, these are things that I think 
we look back at it and we're like, well, at least it happened when we were younger. A hundred percent. I'm so grateful that I went through that yeah. and that it took me, I mean, and that, that it was very expedited, that it happened very quickly in my twenties where I hit rock bottom and I realized like, Susie, you need to wake up and live yeah. or you're going to die. Right. Like right. it got to the point where I didn't want to live anymore because yep. I didn't know any other way. Yeah. But what I can see now, first of all, is that I'm incredibly sensitive to energy and a lot of the social situations that I was in where there was like a ton of people, I just like couldn't handle feeling all that energy. Would you absorb it? Like, cause my best friend is, is she's totally an empath where she mm-hmm. will literally like I'll be enraged and I'll have like a manic episode or something and her throat starts hurting. Like she takes on yeah. my stuff or like if someone is stressed or having a panic attack around her, even if she doesn't know them, like she feels mm-hmm. their anxiety and like has an, an, a panic attack essentially. Yes. Yes. Wow. hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's exhausting. So like, oh, so exhausting. And like that, so drinking and, and taking medication was like how I coped with it. Right. But I mean, and like I said, thank God it took me to this really dark place. It took me to hit rock bottom at a really young age where I was 27 and I was like, do I want to live or do I want to die? Yeah. And what does living look like? Right. And so I started to really open myself up to, I mean, first of all, I I went to rehab and I remember in rehab connecting with crystals and connecting with the moon. When you got introduced to crystals in rehab, was someone in there that had introduced you to it or was, how did, how was the initial like being drawn to that? It was crazy. Well, and when I think about it, when I was really young, I loved crystals and I remember Mm. having them, like I had geodes. I always was out in nature looking for rocks, looking for crystals. Like it was such a big part of me. Yeah. Um, and when I was in rehab, no, no one brought them to me. I remember my aunt and uncle came to visit and they took me out for like a, a day out on the town. We went out for lunch and we were walking through this little tiny town, Pennsylvania and I stumbled across a crystal shop and I bought a bunch of crystals and I got a crystal book and I just started and I was like, wow, this feels so familiar. And yeah. it, it started to bring me a lot of comfort. It started to bring me a lot of hope. Um, and I noticed that, you know, having different crystals around me made me feel different ways. Hmm. I got one of the things I got was a bracelet made out of hematite. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I know that very grounding and balancing, especially when you're moving through mental health challenges. And it helped me so much to just feel safe in my body, just wearing this bracelet. And it's that simple. And I think that people don't, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer. My, my husband especially is like Mr. Crystal man, but like I wash my crystals when that full moon comes out, I put them outside. You know, I used to wear, I haven't worn it. I feel like this whole pregnancy, which is weird, but I used to wear, um, the tourmaline, right? Tourmaline. Is that what it's called? The, the, that's the black stone, right? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. That was like a game changer for me. And like, it keeps me super grounded, but it's true. Like, I feel like when I see a stone that I really am attracted to, or I feel like there's something that needs to be like touched or hold on to. I'm like, uh, as my husband opens the door, because he knows he's like crystals. Did someone say crystals? Like that, that is literally how obsessed we are in this house. And there's like crystals, like everywhere in the house anyways. So, but it's just so wild how in rehab, that is where you found the energy through the crystals. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. And I remember like my friends in rehab were like, are you a witch? And I was like, 
Maybe. No, I was like, maybe <laughs> I am. And it was the first time it crossed my mind. I was like, wow, this part of me that I had suppressed for so long yeah. that also felt so familiar and so natural. I was like, this is how I was when I was a little kid. Like wow. before the anxiety, before the hair loss, before the drinking, before the using drugs, like that was who I wa- who I am. Right, right. And so I started to reconnect with it. And I mean, another thing that happened in rehab was we were doing yoga, mm. we were doing meditations, we were doing a lot of mindfulness, yeah. yeah, mindfulness work, and we were doing daily gratitude. So I started to open up to like more positive energies, right. you know, and really sitting with my feelings and opening to everything that I have access to. That, right. I mean, I think we all have access to, but especially as maybe I am a witch, like someone who. Yeah. Well, Love and it was also, <laughs> and it wasn't new to you because it seems like, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm just making this assumption, but it seems like your family was quite open to homeopathic energy and medicine and kind of like alternative medicine, if you will. Yeah. If at a young yeah. age, you were looking at your mom was like taking you to look at other types of doctors and not just Western medicine. So maybe mm-hmm. it's always been, you know, inside of you basically. Absolutely. No. And I even remember my mom reminds me of this a lot. Like one of the healers we went to when I was pretty young, I must've been like 10. She was an energy healer. She said to my mom after the session, she was like, she has this light Mm. blasting out of the crown of her head. And it's like that light that's burning the hair off her head because it's, it's such a strong connection to divine source, divine light, but I wasn't really grounding it into my body. And she tried, she was telling my mom that I was 10 years old and I couldn't, I couldn't understand what that meant. My mom's like, there's light blasting out of your head. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. Now, (laughs) did your, when you were, you know, like seven and stuff, did your family feel like, oh my gosh, we need to get her into therapy at this young of an age? Because I know like that, I mean, therapy is so different now. It's viewed so differently, you know, and now it's so, I guess, accessible, right? You can get it on your phone, Mm -hmm. you can zoom it, you know? Was that ever a thought of, oh, you know, I wonder if she she's going to need like psychological help with, you know, with all of this, or was it not even there yet? Cause I know for a lot of people, it's not there yet. They're just trying to fix the other well, problem before they go to the others. <laughs> it was, and for different reasons. So mm. when I was in third grade, so around that time, around that age, I did start going to therapy mm. because I was having crazy dreams. I was having wow. incredibly vivid dreams and nightmares. I was dreaming a lot about fire. Wow. Um, yeah, I was totally freaked out by it. And so, yeah, I had all these dreams of like my house burning down, like a lot of Whoa. very vivid yeah. sort of psychic dreams. And so my mom did die, went to therapy. Yeah. Wow. That's fabulous. That's fantastic. <laughs> no, because it just seems like, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of people that find, you know, kind of there's, if you will, like their spiritual awakening and like mindfulness and find it on their own later in life. But there always seems to be some sort of a little like teaser to it when you're yeah. a baby, you know, from someone yeah. in your family, whether it's your, you know, immediate family or a godparent or, you know, someone in passing that was a friend, like there always seems to be just a little hint of it that you discover, you know, later on in life, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, so I always find no, it really it's interesting. Just, it's like this remembering. Once yeah. I started to wake up to it as an adult, it was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Because 
when I was really little, I was obsessed with angels, like obsessed. My mom created a lullaby for me. I insisted on dressing as an angel for Halloween. Like I would just talk all the time about angels. And then around the time where I started having the dreams, where I started losing my hair, like all these things were happening, I became very afraid. I was like terrified. And from that period, literally until being in rehab, when I started to connect to the moon and work with crystals, like anything that you would say around like energies or angels or past lives, things like that, I would be like, thank you, no, thank you. Nope, close the conversation, not open to even talking about it. It was like this closure I felt. Wow. And so, okay, so you get out of rehab, you have this new like light to your life and you're remembering all of this stuff. Where do you go from here? Is that how you got into the sound bath healing? Yes, so it wasn't immediate. I continued, I lived at home at that point. I was living in Connecticut with my parents, commuting into the city for work into New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and every day on the train, I would have an hour train ride into the city and home, I would meditate and I would do gratitudes. Wow, I love that. And so I started to sort of open to guidance and messages. Right. And right. that led me to come out to California. And as soon as I was in California, I felt this knowing that this is where I need to be. Mm. So I started to lay the groundwork and literally just visualize what my life would be like here. I didn't realize at the time that I was manifesting, but I would sit and I would imagine what my apartment would look like. I would feel the energy of the beach. I would see myself like on a yoga mat, all these little things, which every single detail without me even trying came true. And within six months, I moved to LA, found the exact apartment, like literally fell into my lap. I have chills. Crazy. Wow. And in the process of moving, I was still experiencing a lot of anxiety. And my aunt said to me, Susie, why don't you come with me to a sound bath? And it's so funny because now as a sound healer, when when someone hasn't heard of a sound bath, they're normally like, what's a sound bath? Do I need to get naked? Is there water involved? What is it? It's confusing. Yeah. It's confusing. And I didn't even ask. I was like, yes, let's go. And so we drove from Santa Monica to Los Feliz and went to this beautiful sound bath. And I just remember in that moment feeling this connection to my true self. Like Mm. I felt this sense of wholeness and inner peace and like this calm that I'd been searching for, for my life. Wow. And so I just kept going. Like every chance I got, I was like, I want to do that again. (laughs) Now, can you explain... Uh, two things. Can you explain what a sound bath is? And then I'm going to tell you my sound bath story. And then I, cause I have questions for you since you're the queen of sound bath. This is what we're going to, we're going to talk about. So explain yes. what a sound bath is because you're right. I mean, you think about it, you're like, Oh, do you splash around in water? Do they play music? Like, is it a rave? Like what's going on? <laughs> so a sound bath is a meditative experience where you typically lie down, most, hopefully with your clothes on, unless yes. you're doing it in the privacy of your hey, home. Hey, whatever floats your boat. Totally cool. Lots <laughs> of people do like to listen to them in the bathtub at home. But if you're going to a public sound bath, you lie down, you're very comfortable, you relax, and you listen. And different sound baths, different sound healers will use different instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with Crystal Alchemy singing bowls, which are bowls made of clear quartz crystal infused with other crystals and gemstones and precious metals. So they have this incredible energy and 
Yeah. And the energy really, you feel it, you feel it on a cellular level. Um, and there's a lot of science behind what it does as well. The sounds will entrain with your brain waves. And so all you do is lie back and listen mm. and the sounds will help to slow down your mind and quiet your thoughts and bring you into these deep states of rest and relaxation and healing. Mm. And so, um, you wake up at the end a lot of times it can feel like five minutes past even if it's been an hour yeah totally um, it's like this magical experience especially for someone who experiences anxiety and and has a lot of stress and a lot of thoughts i'm like oh my gosh my mind just turned off for an hour how well, is that even possible? that's my question for you so okay so i live with bipolar disorder i you know i constantly am dealing with severe you know perfectionism and anxiety and, you know, high highs and low lows. And like I said, I married a woo woo man, you know, he's technology by day, you know, spiritually enlightened being by night. Um, and there it's very funny, the dynamic. Um, but what's interesting is, so I, my mom has taken me to this place called two bunch palms, um, which is in, uh, uh outside of de it's desert. Yeah. Outside of Joshua tree, yeah. it's like desert palm, uh, or desert hot spot. Anyways, desert hot springs. Anyways, in the desert, you know, um, and it's the, the like best natural hot springs they have. And when we used to go way back in the day, it was when they had a full like like not the Integratron dome, but like that. It was like a full dome experience. It looked like a beehive. It was like crazy. And you would go in there, and there were classes in there. They did sound baths in there. Yes, it's not in Joshua Tree. It's Palm Springs. Palm Springs. There. But it, but it's yeah. like that. It's on the other side. It's like Desert Hot Springs. Mm -hmm. 29 Palms, I think is what it's called, actually. So I remember I'd gone there, and I had never done a sound bath with my mom when we had gone there. We had done other things. Like, I think we did the yoga and the meditation and stuff. And I remember I went with my husband, and we were dating at the time, and we were like, oh, my God, let's go to this, you know, hotel, resort, getaway. And we went to go to do the the sound bath. And he was like, yes, this is my dream. Like, this is the best thing ever. I'm like, all right, calm down, dude. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, he's, it was, he was really excited. I was more excited for food. He was really excited for the sound bath. So we go in there and they started using the instruments and making the sounds and the, mm, and it was like a lovely gentleman who was hosting it. Like lovely, like no bad things to say about it. But it was the weirdest thing because there was some sound that was being presented and, and like it was fine the first couple minutes, then some sound, some bowl, something happened where it triggered a panic attack in me. And it was the most bizarre thing because I'm very sensitive to sound. Like I can hear people across the room, like literally like touching their fingers together. And I, I'm very sensitive to sound. Yeah, it's like a really weird thing. And it- wow. If, if someone doesn't stop doing it, I have to leave because it hurts like my brain. Like that's how I like to explain it. And I don't really talk about it that often. So when sounds are very unpleasant to me, if there's something that triggers me, it like takes me to a dark place. I remember I was like, Sturgis, you can stay here, but I, I 
have to go. And I left and I was like hyperventilating and all this stuff. And it was so weird because I've done other sound baths before since then and experienced it. And it's been beautiful and lovely, but it was this weird moment where I don't know if it was like a healing thing. Like maybe I should have stuck with it. I don't know, but it was, there was so much power. And I think that that's what I like to share with everybody right now is like the power behind, behind sound is so important. Um, and it can bring up really uncomfortable feelings. And I'm not saying that you should sit through it because I didn't sit through it, but, but I did try it again, but it was remarkable. And then after that, it was like, it was beautiful to me and healing to me and soft to me. And I noticed that the baby really loves, um, when I do, I have not done a sound bath per se with, with the baby, but I've done the hums of meditations and kind of chanting and stuff and the power of the vibration of energy. Have you ever experienced something like that where you, it almost was like so overwhelming for you? Yes, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, is sound is pure creative potential. Mm. It's where we come from. It's where we go. It's the universe. Like everything is vibration and every vibration creates sound, whether we can hear it or not. Right. And so certain frequencies, yeah, they can touch us in ways that move energy within us that sometimes can be. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Okay. Yeah, no, not (laughs) at all. And I think it's really important to go to a sound bath and it sounds like what you went to was a beautiful. It was incredible. Like he was great. It just for me and like my husband left being like, this was the most magical sound bath I'd ever done. And he's done a lot. So it was just interesting how everyone is so affected so differently and your experience is so different and not everyone is the same. No, I mean, everyone's different. We're all individual unique beings and we all have our own vibration and our bodies are vibrating in different ways. And even within us, And the sound bath gives us this opportunity to bring our body into a state of vibrational harmony, which sometimes in getting there, it brings stuff up. And so my point is that when going to a sound bath and as a sound healer or a facilitator, it's so important to create a safe container Mm. where you give permission to people to really know that, you know, whatever comes up for you is what needs to happen. And this is how you can move through it. You can either A, you know, if you notice a feeling that feels overwhelming, can you sit with it? Can you breathe through it? You know, can you let the sound hold you as that shift takes place? If you need to get up and leave, that's okay too. It sounds like the experience you had was perfect and exactly what you needed where you got up, you took some space, you allowed it to move. But it's not uncommon for the sound to move energy in us that can feel pretty intense. Yes. Yes. And you don't realize you're like, how can sound have this much of an effect on me? You know, I think that that's what's so remarkable. Have you seen like experience? I'm sure you've experienced it yourself, but have you seen when you do the sound bass people's energy? Like you probably can just see it just completely change, right? Like just everything. Yes. Yes. It's, and I love, I love in-person experiences because when people get up at the end, I can really say to people, wow, you, you went somewhere else or wow, you had a really intense experience. Can I support you in some way? But you can see how people's energy truly does change. And a lot of people walk out and I call it sound bath stoned and they're like floaty and dreamy and magical. But I've worked with people who have had incredibly intense experiences Mm. in a group sound bath. And then 
luckily they're open to going deeper in that. And then I've worked with them one-on-one -on -one and they've had life-changing breakthroughs, like chronic pain that had been plaguing them for years Wow. that in really being open to exploring the power of sound cleared in a matter of sessions, like Wow. very powerful things. And the sound can be what brings it up. And so Right. I think knowing that you're in a safe environment, knowing that you're working with a practitioner who's experienced and trained and certified Yeah. and skilled makes all the difference because if that, you know, intensity does come up, then you can go to them and say, what was that? How can I move through it? Because we have to feel in order to heal, Yep. you know? And I Yep. think Absolutely. what I experienced and what I see in so many people and in the world we live in today is that we don't often feel, feel safe to do that, No. you know? And so I have a feeling and I suppress it and I shove it down and then it becomes a part of my physical body, Right, right, you know? right. And that can manifest as dis-ease, Well, as disease in so exa many ways. exactly. And that's what I was going to say. And then, so when, you know, you've been, you know, obviously now you, you are just shining bright and like living your best, you know, your best full life. Is there something that you have learned with the sound bath healing, with the crystal healing in regards to the alopecia or like talking to other people that, that live through this? Like, is there something that you can share, you know, with maybe someone that's listening that, that is struggling as well with what, what you went through? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I can see from where I'm sitting now and all the work and healing that I've done, I truly believe that alopecia has been my greatest gift. Wow. And Oh, I love that. my greatest teacher, Yeah. you know? And what it's taught me, I mean, first of all, is I have a tendency, as many people do, to want to control, Yeah, you yeah. know, to Yep. want to be seen Right. in a certain way, to want my life to go a certain way, Right. things to happen a certain way. And I just don't have control. I Yeah. just don't. Like, I'm Yeah. truly powerless over everything except for the way that I choose to experience my life. Right. 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 And that little shift, right, that little awareness has made such a world of difference. And so alopecia has taught me that. Um, I don't need to control my life. Like, things are truly working out in ways that are usually better than what I can imagine. Mm. Right. But... In the moment, I want it to look different. I want it to feel different. And Yeah. so that let, release of needing to feel in control has given me so much freedom. Um, and then the other gift that it's taught me is letting myself be seen for exactly who I am. And I think that's a big part of it, And right? you're beautiful. Like, Like you're just, like I said, you're glowing. Like you are literally glowing. <laughs> thank you. And like, That's the thing, right? Like what makes me beautiful is not that I have long blonde hair or No. that I have blue eyes or whatever it may be. It's the light and the truth and the love that's within me, Yeah. you know? And that's true for me as it's true for you, as it's true, I deeply believe for all of us. And Right. so in trying to control how I'm seen and how I appear, I suffer, Right. you know? But when I let myself just be exactly who I am and... love myself for the love that I am, you Right. know, that divine light that I am, that we all are. Um, it creates so much opportunity for healing, for connection and, Yeah. and for like true deep connection. You know what I mean? Well, Like, certainly. And, you know, I was going to ask when you, you know, when, I mean, you are with baby, you are with child, like you're with child. Like I'm going to say it like that. <laughs> Have you noticed any kind of 
you know, when you do the sound bath, have you kind of noticed more of a deeper connection to your spirituality? Because I know for me, I'm like, maybe this baby's like, like Buddha inside my belly. Like, I don't know what's going on right now, but, but do I have like a special baby? Because I've never felt more drawn to spirituality. And I find myself talking about this with a lot of moms. You know, I kept the, the pregnancy hidden until about the third trimester and announcing both publicly and with a lot of friends in my life. And I almost wish that I hadn't, I wish I would have talked about it earlier because I think that it would have been a little bit easier and I would have been able to um, have a little bit more of a support system and feel less lonely because it is quite a lonely experience, you know? Um, I love that you're nodding your head because I'm, I'm thank you, because <laughs> it's true. And I feel like people I don't talk about Yeah, and I feel like people don't talk about that. But, you know, I've noticed that the things, you know, if I'm having mania or if I'm, you know, just stressed or whatever the circumstances are, I, I've been learning, um, I took a course in hypnobirthing and, um, so I, and I don't know why I felt drawn to that, but I, but I did. And it's, doesn't seem like it would be me, but that's what I'm doing. And I, the affirmations and the meditations and the hypnosis and all of these things, I, I practice transcendental meditation as well. Like for a while now, I've never felt more drawn to that spiritual awakening. And I didn't know, like, have you felt obviously because it's your world, you're familiar with it, but do you feel even more drawn as a mother or as just like, this being that's able to carry like this human inside of you that's growing like an alien? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. And I'll say yes and no. Mm. So like a lot of my spiritual practices that were more external facing, I've let go of during pregnancy, wow. like surprisingly so. Wow. Um, and I've been called more towards the internal practices. So mm. like I've chanted every day, um, since 120 days before my pregnancy, I've been doing a practice. Wow. So like really tuning into sound vibration and using that to connect with him. Yeah. Um, absolutely working with the crystal bowls, you know, that's been so powerful and sitting in silence. Like I feel mm. I've never felt more connected to my intuition, to my body, to, totally. but it's, it's led me to set a lot of boundaries in my life. Mm. And really some of the practices that, I used to feel drawn to that were more showy or more just like for fun. They feel superficial. And mm, I feel interesting. like yep. in this pregnancy, I crave like depth. It's like I have the access to this deep, deep wisdom as a creator, you know, to totally. I'm like, I don't have time for anything that's just for show anymore. Like it's really mm -hmm. this inner stillness and power that I feel it's, it's beyond anything I can even put into words. No, I, I totally feel that too. And I feel like also even just the people that I surround myself with, I've noticed that I kind of, I, I like being alone and I'm not that person at all. I'm a Gemini. I'm very like, I want everyone around me. Like, yay, you know. Um, but I've found myself that I'm just... I, I enjoy the peace. I enjoy my routine. Um, I was not a routine person, so this felt like really great. And I, I do enjoy just the kind of silence of being there alone. I love, you know, taking a bath and being able to meditate in the bath and being able to feel like this, like critter inside you, like yeah. rolling around. <laughs> and you, you realize like, 
wow, the power of your body, of how it's able to change and how you feel like, yeah, don't get me wrong. There are days where I wake up and I'm like, I am so large and I feel so gross and I have so much heartburn and acid coming up my throat and like I'm living with Tums. It's my best friend. Like, But then there's other moments where I look at my body and I'm like, I can't believe that that the universe allows us to do this. Like, this is wild. And I feel like I never felt sexier. I never felt better. And I I have this energy that's different. And I also find myself more clear about what I want in my life. Um, And, and, you know, like as an actress, like I've still been auditioning, literally third trimester still auditioning. And there's some things where I'm like, I just don't care about this anymore. Like I used to, like I care about the work, but I mean, certain jobs where before I would be like, I'm just going to do everything because you just do everything. That's your job, you know? And now I, it's about almost like curating, like what's the best thing for my child and for my life? And what can I be a perfect example for, you know, um, going forward? Yes, absolutely. It's like, you feel your power, like your power in a whole different way. And I mean, even as you were saying and talking about like hypnobirthing, I feel like that's what hypnobirthing really is about. It's like, you don't even need, you don't need to push. You don't need to try. You breathe through it. Like you have your power, you have your wisdom and you allow life to flow through you. Right. And I think that that relates to pregnancy and it's rippled out throughout the rest of my life where I feel like, you know, anyone who's telling me what I need to do, I'm like, thank you. No, thank you. Like I have no, thank you. And the teachers that I feel connected to and the women and the friends are the ones who are like just the most empowering. Totally. You know? No, totally. What has been some of your favorite like crystals, like during this, this, this journey that you've been going through, or even just in your life, like just in general, what are your favorite crystals that you swear by that you have to constantly have around you? Mm, or does it change? It changes, but for me, my two favorite are always rose quartz and amethyst. Like Mm. I just, I have so much rose quartz all around my house, all around me at all times. Like I wear rose quartz bracelets. I wear amethyst bracelets. I sell them. I design them. I make them. I love them. Like I always have those on me. Um, moonstone. I always Mm. wear a moonstone as well. I feel so connected to my feminine when I'm working with moonstone connected Mm. to the moon, connected to magic. Love that. Um, in pregnancy, I definitely feel more connected to amethyst though. Like, Mm. and what is amethyst? Like, what does that signify in the crystal world? So amethyst is working with the third eye. So it has so much to do with intuition, with Mm. your inner wisdom, with clarity. It's the stone of sobriety. Oh, Um, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really about, yeah, because if you think about it, like sobriety, clarity, you know, having a clear mind. Yeah. um, And really being connected to your higher self. Yeah. And your higher power. Yeah. And your higher power. Yeah. And it's crazy. I went to a couple weeks ago, I went to, um, or not more than a couple weeks now, time, time is a time warp being pregnant. Time is a time warp, A, being pregnant and with (laughs) quarantine. I'm telling you, years do not exist. But I went in January to the Tucson Gem Show. And while I was there, I got so many huge 
amethyst crystal cathedrals. So these like big, tall, giant amethysts. And it's like, I just need to fill my house with these giant amethysts. So I have amethysts everywhere. Like, and it's, it feels amazing to have them around me. What is a crystal that's perfect for grounding? Ooh, for grounding, I really love that's what I need. black tourmaline. Black yeah, tourmaline black for grounding. Tourmaline. Yeah, wow. black tourmaline, hematite. Um, those are great, great for grounding. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Wow, okay, I have to get all of this. I feel like I went to a crystal show um, once again back at Palm Springs and it was like the coolest thing. And I remember being like, the energy through all the crystals. You were just, you walked in and you were like, whoo, like I was feeling like buzzed. I was feeling good. I was feeling crap. I was like, this is great. Now you, ha I have to ask, are you going to do a baby sound bath class? Ooh, well, I <laughs> created, and I'm actually releasing soon, um, a pregnancy bundle. So <gasps> what I is in the pregnancy wow. bundle? So it's a series, they're virtual sound baths, so you access them on demand and they take you through the whole journey. So like, and you can listen to them at any time, but it right. starts with receptivity. So for someone who's wanting to get pregnant <gasps> or who's opening to really like receiving the spirit and soul of the baby within them, um, you would start there. And then there's ones for sleep, there's ones for labor, there's ones for breastfeeding. So oh it's God. really a journey of sound baths designed to take you throughout. Oh my gosh. Journey. I can't wait to use these. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to send it to you when it launches. Oh my God. You have to send it to me when it launches. And then you also have to make a baby one. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and that's something. I mean, no pressure. Is... You're only like giving no. birth in a couple days, but like <laughs> if you could do it before you give birth or like right after, that would be great. Thanks. <laughs> well, in the pregnancy, in the pregnancy bundle, there is one for baby's sleep. So oh, there's wow. one for nap time. And the intention is, and the hope is that like, as the mom, if you are listening and experiencing these sound baths during pregnancy, the sounds will feel very familiar to your baby right. once they're born. So, well, and that's what they, yeah, and that's what they talk about mm -hmm. is like, you know, they, they say, you know, oh, if you, it's so funny, there's, there's this restaurant down the street from my house and it's a famous bakery. And I love croissants. I eat them all day long, like mm -hmm. always have. It's not a craving. It's just <laughs> what I do. Um, but it's so funny because the owner was telling me that there's a bunch of moms, excuse me, that um, love, loved, like craved chocolate croissants when they were pregnant. Yeah, I definitely and, had that phase. <laughs> oh, but the craziest is they're taught, they're toddlers now, the ones they gave birth, they're toddlers now. And those toddlers are like addicted to the chocolate croissants oh only at God. this one particular restaurant <laughs> because it's right. So they, so they always saying, you know, put the intentions of like, what, you know, I mean, it's not like, oh my God, like my child's going to be a radio host because I host a podcast. Like, no, that's not it. But it's like, the more you, you know, watch certain things or see different things or experience different things, like when you're pregnant, like they say it rubs off on the child and whatnot, you know? And it's true yeah. because I can notice things that I do now because when my mom was pregnant, you know, it's yeah. very interesting. Um, but the, 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 the sounds of the meditations and the affirmations that I learned from the hypnobirthing and stuff, like they say, you know, you keep using that afterwards. And, you know, my baby fully moves 
every time I put on this one particular affirmation sound. Um, And I can, without a doubt, get the baby to move. Um, And and in a calm way, it's almost like swimming, like floating around. And it's so fascinating because I'm like, I wonder what it's going to be like afterwards. Like when this creature is like, real in the real world. And I play that, like, what is going to be the reaction? So I'm so curious what it's going to be like for your baby to hear these sound bath noises afterwards. I know. I'm so excited. And from people that I've worked with, because I've worked with mommies who were trying to get pregnant and ended up getting pregnant and then listen to sound baths throughout their pregnancy. So everything that I'm doing in my own pregnancy, I've I've learned from clients that I've worked with. And they say the same thing, that their babies, once they're born they hear the sound bath sounds and they just relax. They go to sleep. And I'm so curious. I mean, I'm six days from my due date. So this guy's coming out any moment now. And I'm excited to see because I've had that experience too, where like when I play my bowls, the way that he moves, it's different. It's different. Yeah. That's what it is. It's different. And very gentle. Yeah. And like you said, it feels like this floaty and Sometimes people talk about their baby kicking inside of them and it can be intense and aggressive. And my mother-in-law told me that um, when she was pregnant with my husband's brother, he broke three of her ribs kicking. Oh my gosh, you are kidding me. (laughs) That has not been my experience. Like this baby, I feel he's so sweet within me and the way that he moves is really impacted by the peaceful sounds. And so- No, that's, that's how I feel. It's almost like a mermaid or a merman, like floating around, like, you know, and you're just like, Oh, what's going on down there? Like, you know, and, and with particular sounds, you know, that's the power of sound healing, I think. And, and well, I can't wait for, for, I can't wait to meet your baby, first of all, because I'm sure your baby's going to be like the coolest. I can't wait like, for babies to be friends. I know, they're going to be real cute. I can't wait to hear all about the sound bath stuff. I'm going to ask you um, my final question that I ask everyone on the show. Um, what is your emotional support? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I love that. I feel like my emotional support it really, it does come from sound. It comes from sound and that ability to tap into my power as a creator, you know, like that source energy, that energy of, of love, of God, of truth, that sound helps us come home to. So that's really it. Oh, I love that. I love that. And everyone is going to have to follow you and get involved in the copper vessel and when baby comes out, then you are just going to create more and more. And I just, I, I'm so excited to see the 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 energy that you create afterwards because I think it's going to be something that's different and even better than than people imagine because you're going to learn so much and have this beautiful experience. And I'm excited for your labor. Um, I like telling people that everyone's always like, oh, are you scared? And I'm like, I reject that. I am not scared. I am excited, but I want this one to keep cooking. Like I'm not ready yet. There's no crib, you know, everything's on back order. Um, but I'm very excited. So I want to thank you so much, Susie, for coming. And I just wish you just the most magical of births coming so, so soon. Thank you for having me.